So first things first, Wallace, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Good to hear. So we're talking about uh, Nightwish Decades uh, yep. today. So what I want to start with is July 6th, 1969. That was... Uh, 1996. Sorry, <laughs> 1996, <laughs> obviously. Um, but do you remember what the dream was at that point? Because that, that was kind of... Uh, the day you thought, okay, I'm going to make a new band? Yeah, um, not really a dream. Uh, what I do these days, it, it's not a dream come true. That's a pretty common misunderstanding that people, <laughs> they come to me and say that you have this night wish now and you have been around for 20 years, achieved a lot, you must be living your dream. But it's not, not like that. Uh, I had completely different plans for my life when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. Even at the age of 18, I still wanted to be an uh, academically trained scientist, right. biologist, something like this. And uh, during that day in July 1996, I was just hanging out with my buddies. Um, we had a couple of like small scale metal bands at the time and I wanted to do something on my own. I felt like I wanted to try my wings. Uh, with songwriting. So, okay, I, I'll put together this project ba band, do a demo or two and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Nothing serious. So, we had absolutely no expectations okay. of any kind at that time. So, how long did it take you to realize that this project, what, what was to become Nightwish, was different than all the other bands you played in? Uh, it might have been after the release of the debut album, Insults Fall First, back in the days I was studying environmental sciences in a university in eastern Finland and the album came out, it had some attention and I started to feel this itch, like this is pretty cool and I really enjoyed doing the songs and we even had a few shows in Finland and that worked out okay-ish. <laughs> So I kind of saw that there is potential, well, maybe not potential, but I felt really intrigued and drawn to that world right. of metal and songwriting and touring. So it was in, uh, in the spring of 1998 that I quit my studies completely and moved back home to my mom and dad and decided to give this project called Nightwish a few more years. Hmm. And very quickly, is, is there some part of you that still wants to be a scientist? Because obviously uh, Endless Forms most beautiful, heavily inspired by natural sciences. I'm very, very intrigued by the field of science, natural sciences. And mm -hmm. I do read the articles and I follow the scene and it still interests me. But um, I don't think, even if given the opportunity, I would never go back <laughs> to the school and start studying. That's that's long gone. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, musically then, because you said uh, you wanted to try your hand at songwriting, you wanted something something uh, of your of your own. So, so what what were you looking for that you couldn't find in in, in other bands that you played in, and, and maybe music that you heard? the actual aspect of songwriting in these other bands that I was playing back at the time when I was in high school and after high school I was more or less a session keyboard player there were bands like Natvindens Grot, Dark Woods Might Be Throat, The Furthest Shore 
and I enjoyed doing that stuff, but I was just the guy who played the keyboard on top of already recorded stuff. And I just felt really strongly drawn towards the songwriting process. Mm. And then when I had the chance to try it with Nightwish, with the first demo, I was completely hooked. I realized that this is the thing that I want to do. This is my forte. And uh, this is something that I want to evolve in myself. And 22 years later, here we are. So for you then, was every album that you made, could you see that evolution? Very easily. Um, funny you should mention, a few months ago when we were asked to come up with the songs for this mm -hmm. upcoming Decades compilation, I had to go through the whole back catalogue of Nightwish. So actually for the first time ever I listened through the, all the albums we ever made in chronological order, starting from Angels Fall First. And that was quite the experience. Mm. In a way it was the ultimate nostalgia trip. Uh, but it was also like, wow, what were we thinking back in the days? And that has nothing to do with shame or being ashamed of what we have done 20 years ago. But it was just a re revelation to me that, uh, wow, this band has really grown. Mm -hmm. I mean, the essence is still there. When you listen to songs like Elven Path or Beauty and the Beast, it's immediately Nightwish, mm -hmm. as is the songs on Endless Forms. But so much has changed. I would never dream of writing lyrics like The Carpenter again. But right. back in the days, it was the real thing. Mm -hmm. It was what we all wanted to do. It was uh, what I wanted to emotionally express. Right. And I remember that kid. I still can. And in certain ways, I miss it. Because it was so innocent. It was so new. Everything was a novelty. So in that sense, I do miss certain aspects of it. But uh, I'm just really happy to be here sure. <laughs> now. But like you say, the, the, I, I can imagine it is quite a nostalgia trip when you when you go through your, everything that you've done. So were there specific moments that stuck out for you, and not necessarily even songs, but kind of things that reminded you of, of certain moments or certain kind of directions or, or decisions you made? I was a bit positively surprised of how well the albums have survived time. Uh, Angels Fall First clearly sounds like a demo that it was, but for example Oceanborn, it, it really has a strong atmosphere in it, mm -hmm. still after almost 20 years. So that was something that I was quite intrigued by, then. wow these really work, still. Mm -hmm. And in terms of uh, well, what you just mentioned, they feel like snapshots in a way that you, you can rem uh, remember the person that you were back then. And kind of. so, so do you remember on Oceanborn what kind of the, your motivation was back then? Or? They do bring back those times like just before the debut album it was all about these atmospheric gothic metal bands preferably with a female singer. Mm. Theater of Tragedy, The Gathering, uh, The Third of the Mortal, to mention a few. And that influence can so easily be heard on the first album. Then we found <laughs> the wonders of power metal, Stratovarius, Gamma Ray, Halloween, okay, then comes Oceanborn. So it's all very reflective. At some point I got totally lost in the world of film music, mm. thus became Century Child once and we have been on, on that film music metal path ever since. So every album is a reflection of its own time 
Uh, evolution is a really good term to describe it. I feel pride over the fact that we have always been, at least I personally think that we have been able to take the music to a different level without ever losing the originality of what this band is about. But never repeat ourselves by doing the same album twice. There's always something new on each album. And you mentioned those those film scores and the influence of them. So, and I, I feel this is kind of a, a turning point for you as a songwriter. So, so what what was it about soundtracks, about kind of the theatrics, or in a way, uh, I don't know if theatrics is the right word, but kind of the. the I guess it's the 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 idea of uh, combining visuals with audio. That's mm. always intrigued me. Uh, whenever. I write songs, I visualize the story that I want to tell very strongly. And for example, I might use some visual aids. When I, whenever I'm playing, I have some art or some uh, books in front of me, mm. just so I get the visual thing as well. It helps me create. So I guess that's one thing. And the other thing is that film music often is quite grandiose, mm. big and uh, I'm just a sucker for grand music. So it's the epicness kind of Epicness, thing. yes, yeah. that's it. So if you, if you continue throughout, uh, throughout the albums, then am I, is it fair to say that on Dark Passions play, especially around that time, was, was the most difficult for the band? Yeah, I think it's by far our darkest album. Mm. There are some lighter moments like Amaranth or mm. Last of the Wilds there, but overall it's pretty dark. Again, a reflection of what happened in 2005-2006. Right, and in, in that sense then, does, does writing about it, creating these, these uh, epic songs, does that help deal with, with kind of, the, are those the emotions kind of, uh, let me put it differently, is, is it... Oh, that's just, I know what you mean. In it's terms of, is it a cathartic thing in a, in a way? Catharsis is a good, good way of putting it. Uh, the ultimate example being the poet and the pendulum, the mm. song where I literally kill myself in the song so that I wouldn't have to do it in real life. <laughs> and it was a very cathartic thing to do. And back in the days, it just had to be done, ended up being a wonderful piece of music. And we still perform it live every now and then. Mm. And it's a bit tricky because right. that's 12 years ago. I'm not that person anymore. Mm. I, I'm past all that but it's still there, immortalized in that one song. Right. And to play that live, it's very, um, it's quite a paradox. Um, does it there's quite you? a turmoil inside of my head when we play it. Right, does it remind you of that? It does, it, it really does, yeah. I remember sometimes telling the monitor engineer to please cut off all vocals from my in-ears, okay. just for the duration of that song, so I don't hear the lyrics. Well, Imaginarium kind of was quite grandiose in in a way as well with with the movie and then what is your well what was the highlight of the, of those those years after Dark Passion Play? Was there a moment that you felt better again? That you felt okay now we're now I'm feeling now I'm in a different mind space. It felt good to get over the crisis and do a wonderful album like Dark Passion Play mm. with Annette and then get the vehicle of spirit rolling again. And seeing that the people, the fans were still there. Mm. 
Did you worry? I I wasn't worried over the quality of the music that we were about to put out. But yeah, you do worry about where the people stand mm. after such a big turn of events. Right. And then when it happened again a few years later, um, it was <laughs> it's quite the ordeal. And then Floor and Troy came along and the band started to become bigger than ever. Right. Again, kudos to all the fans, to people for having the mindset of sticking around and still being there. This, and it, you kind of alluded it to this um, in the beginning where you say you, you kind of miss those innocent early years because once everything takes off and it, it becomes a business in a way, does that affect kind of how you experience the music and how, how you approach it? Uh, not music itself. I still do music for the exact same reasons as I did 22 years ago, but it would be naive to say that it doesn't change the dynamics of the whole monster at all. It does. Um, it's become such a big thing that you can't really control it anymore in a way that you would like to. Mm. And I sort of let go years ago. Okay. I've never been a control freak, quite the contrary. Mm. I like to give everybody a lot of room and I believe in this thing called what is Tasma also I mean in English, I have no idea. But so that everybody has their place, you know. Mm. I have no know-how or interest in managing or selling shows or anything to do with the business and the money side. So you just need to find the perfect trustworthy people to take take care of that crap because nobody in the band wants to do that. So okay, we have that fixed. Um, I don't know how to play the guitar, so that's why we have Empo. He brings his own ideas, all that. So everybody has their place. And um, in that way, I'm not a control freak, control freak at all, because I want these people to do their thing. Mm -hmm. But there are some things that I would like to be in control of, because it's Nightwish, it's my brainchild. Sure. It's something that I like deeply. And then sometimes I see uh, really weird compilation albums, compilation album like all the best Nightwish ballads one more time with Tarja that nobody asked us and you see it there as mm. an official release. Uh, it kind of sucks. So this is what I mean by not having control over anything right. anymore and it's a bit tiresome. But in the, in the sense of decades then, because uh, that's, uh, that's also in a way a compilation album, but this one you took on very Decades is a whole different story, yeah. Right. yeah. I think it's, um, it was a good time to come up with a compilation album. Mm. Uh, over 20 years together, eight albums, now we can finally make a really good chronological compilation album, right. starting from the newest to the very roots, to the first song of the first demo. Mm -hmm. Was it a collective? Did, did, did you pick the songs or did everybody kind of chime in and say, okay, I, I really like this song, this, this kind of... I picked, the songs, I picked the songs originally. took me two days to go through all the songs and make a suggestion. Mm. And uh, I don't call it the best of. I don't call it the greatest hits. Right. Are silly terms. What does it mean, the greatest hits? I mean... We have had maybe two so-called hits in Finland ages ago. So greatest hits, so misleading. Uh, the best of, I mean, music is such a subjective thing. What do you, how do you define what's best? So I call it the most essential ones. Right. 
for our career. And yeah, I made a list of the songs, sent them to all the band members and the management, and nobody said anything mm. except that, yeah, looks really good, let's okay. go with these. So and I guess that was it then. In, th in terms of the songwriting then over the years, because you can hear the development, like you say, but um, how do you feel about kind of the saying, you're as good as your latest work? Is, is that true for you? Do you think that it's true? No, I think you have to look at the big picture. Maybe that applies sometimes in sports. Mm. I've heard it in like boxing circles, you are as good as your last fight. Right. But then again, it, that's not true either. You have to look at the big picture mm. and what you have achieved in the past as well. Because um, well, the way you started out, you did, uh, every every you reach milestones so, so and, and then I suppose the bar gets higher so in terms of the, how big Nightwish has become now mm. what where does your ambition lie? Uh, it has no meaning to me how big Nightwish is okay. really it really doesn't for me it's all about the band dynamics so that everybody has a really good time in there and that we're able to <laughs> make as good music as possible mm. with the tools and the time that we have. And uh, the nightmare would be that we come up with an album that's not what we wanted to do. Mm. That we would get the feeling that, ah, oh, this could have been so much better, if only. That's my biggest nightmare, not the sales or not how big this band is or should become at mm. some point. Uh, I just hope we are able to do music in the future, renew ourselves, keep it interesting for the band, for the fans, and keep this lineup till the very end. I don't, I, I can't take another lineup change. Anymore. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> one question about this: and what makes this lineup for you so perfect? Uh, I don't take it for granted for, for once, but um, for one. It's just the past few years, the chemistry has been really good. I think you can see it on stage. You can hear it on the previous album. It's just really good at the moment. But like I said, none of us takes it for granted. You mm. have to work for it. And I, I hope everybody remembers that in the upcoming tour as well mm -hmm. and in the future. And then finally, because uh, well, I've just talked to, to you about Auri, and you mentioned that for Nightwish, the, the kind of the, the floodgates have been opened. So, so yeah. how is the writing coming along? Is, is it? Um, have you noticed something about where you're headed? It's still really early. All I can say is that I feel really excited, super excited for the first time in months, years. Um, I have about. Yeah, I have six songs now, the music, not the lyrics, but I know what these songs are about. I have the overall concept of the album in my head and I'm really excited to present it to the other members of the band at some point. Right. But I just I feel a bit relieved also that it's back and, uh, and uh, that in the near future we're going to be able to get back together with the band and start working on these songs. Finally then, because you say you feel inspired again uh, and it's been a year or two. So, uh, 
What was what were those two years? Did you just uh, think, well, I'm not going to write music now. I'm just going to um, focus on other things. Or in, in, in the philosophy sense? was that uh, if the music comes, then it comes. Okay. And first came Ari, mm. and then came Nightwish. But it was never like I have to do something with music during this off year. I was concentrating on other things like right. a lot of outdoors, a lot of socializing, traveling, just staying at home doing nothing, all that lovely stuff. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I would try, if the music is there, it wasn't, until early 2017. All right, so thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.